What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Talking with the Source. With me, Robin from Halfburn Paranormal and Talking with the Source, and our guest host. I'm Johnny from Paracrypt. How are, uh, how are you all? <laughs> Yay! AJ can't make it tonight. Uh, business is booming. So <clears throat> you're left with us two. He may pop in and out, but if he's wearing a dress as well, just ignore it. But um, <laughs> bit of lipstick and all that. But anyway, we have a great show tonight, Johnny. We have a fantastic show. Uh, but just first of all, Global Ghost Hunt. Check it out. We're full up for May, but we are available for October. So please check out globalghosthunt.com. Are you ready, Johnny? I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm super excited. And I'm really excited to check out the Global Ghost Hunt too and jump on that for October. I didn't yeah. really know anything about it until you guys Yeah, so I, I actually forgot to mention it to you when we started talking for obvious yeah. reasons because I was too busy, like, you know, cramming myself and stuff like that. So <laughs> We sorted that she, out pretty quickly, though, didn't we? She is a hell of a... Uh, What do you call them? I, I, I forgot now. Uh, what do you call them? <laughs> oh my God, what's going on? Why counselor. are you calling me? <laughs> counselor. Counselor. She is a hell of a counselor. But anyway, without further ado, let's bring Shannon Rogers on. Shannon Rogers. Woohoo. Shannon. Hello, hello. 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 How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm. I'm in a much better mood after the it was fun backstage with you guys. It's going to be a fun show. <laughs> Were you talking to us backstage? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> talking to myself a lot. Who knows? <laughs> I was just sitting there and some strange woman came in and I was like, mm. you got the strange, was right? Having a vision. Was having a vision. <laughs> I feel like deja vu now. I know, like we've done this before. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with a question and then obviously uh, Johnny will have a few questions out of it, but it's the, the obvious first one. When did you first get into the paranormal and what uh, happened? I would say around 2011 is when I first got into metaphysical first. Um, I realized that it was an intuitive empath. I just couldn't figure out why. Like I, I just knew I felt way too much. And I had no prior influence to anything along this realm. And I just, I couldn't understand. Like, I, I'm like, people aren't supposed to feel like this. I just knew it. And then I went to Scotland back in, I have to look at my tattoo to get the date, 2014. And I had a life-changing, like, ancestral experience there. And that's why I'm going back in October. But, and that's when I started it was more than just being an intuitive empath. I started, you know, seeing things and like, especially shadow figures, hearing things, you know, coming into my in-between that place between laying down to go to sleep and actually being in a dead sleep. 
And then I went on my first paranormal investigation four years ago and I have been just like, uh, I was like, there's a place for people like us to get together and like camaraderie. I was so naive, but, <laughs> but you know, I, yeah. So, I mean, I just know. Normally so they call that place an asylum. <laughs> so it's like a virtual asylum. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I just, you know, I've, I just love connecting with spirit and it's just something I could never walk away completely from no matter what. And, you know, I'm taking a little break right now from doing my podcast just for family reasons and everything, but it's just something I can never walk away from and let go. It's just, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So Johnny, you have a few questions, haven't you? Yeah. First of all, sorry, every time I drink juice, I always end up like with frog throat. Um, um, yeah, so just basically, um, just to tell a bit about yourself um, in the sense of, um, you know, you said that you came into your Gibbs late. Um, yeah, like tell us a bit about your journey into that. I mean, as a child, I be, I was an empath and didn't have, even know it. I just, you know, when you, I think when, as a very young, young child, when you go through a lot of trauma, you, and that's when you're still developing your mind and your true self and who you are going to be in this world. When you go through something really traumatic, I think it kind of makes you use other senses to kind of fill out the environment and the situations. And so I grew up empathic. I just didn't know what that meant. I just always have, but um, yeah, it was quite a journey. It was a lot of honestly misery. Cause I just felt so different than the rest of the world. I really, really did. I had social anxiety. I would practice. Like I remember being in high school and before I would talk to, and I'm a social butterfly now, but in high school and I would like try to talk to people, I would rehearse that sentence that I was going to say. And then when, by the time I would open my mouth to say it, it came out all crazy. Like I just, cause I, I knew what people were thinking when I would say it and I, I could feel what they were thinking and stuff. So it was just a weird thing that I just thought I was really weird and different, but you know, and then being able to, you know, I was in Colorado and I was a compliance officer in the marijuana industry and I, on the medical side. And I had a patient come in and she was my first mentor. And she's just like, puts her elbow down on the countertop and she looks at me and slides her card. And she's like, I was supposed to meet you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like you're supposed to meet me. But, you know, I went to my I read the, the, the book, The Law of Attraction by Jerry and Esther Hicks. And that right there, it taught me how to I got goosebumps just now. Ooh how to understand what energy is and spirit. You know, I really, you, you, I think you have to really understand what energy is and how it works. And, you know, so after reading that, that's when I met Lisa and she was like, come on, you're going to go with me to some meetups, you know, some conventions to some classes and stuff. So we took classes on past life regression. We did meetups where we would just learn. I, learned, I, took a, I went to a class on how to conduct a seance. And when we got there, they're like, I bet you thought we were going to do a seance. We're not. <laughs> they said it's you know, it's really dangerous, but they did teach us how to like open a portal almost and then close it. I've done a lot of just weird different training and everything, but it was like such, man, I just, to really start to understand what is going on with yourself for the first time and really excited about it and getting positive feedback and support. And with that, that grows, you know, that pineal gland starts opening up and stuff. So it was really interesting to kind of start going down that road. Hey, Brian. Hey guys. Brian Loverty's in the room. Yes, he is. Mr. Parapost himself. And Diana's in the room, Johnny. Did you see that? 
I did. I was just spotted her. So what what you were saying there, Shannon, really is it's we resonate with that on, on most podcasts because it wasn't really socially acceptable. When it, when when I say back in the day, but I'm even talking like twenty years ago, if you even said, you know, right, well, you know, oh I can see ghosts, people are like you know, <laughs> and your parents would be like, "Nah, you're talking a lot of nonsense." You know, get up your room. That now kind of thing. Me, actually, that's the cool part is people believe me now when I say there's spirit right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Let me tell you the history real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember sending my dad? I I got a picture of a photograph of one, really really good photograph, and I, I showed it nearly everybody. I remember sending my dad, oh, I caught one in a photograph, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, man. And I was like, look at that. And he was like, anyway. <laughs> I was like, no, not anyway. Explain it. And he was like, anyway. <laughs> and he, he wouldn't even talk about it. It just wasn't socially acceptable, but I'm probably the black sheep of the family. Well, I just had no clue that this world even existed. I really didn't. I mean, I lived a pretty boring, sheltered life. I mean, growing up and stuff and we were pretty basic, lived the basic life growing up. And for the, you know, for the most part, there were moments in my life that were pretty chaotic and traumatic, but, you know, as a child, but for the most part, it was just a normal, boring life, but I just didn't have that influence. You know, that wasn't on TV back then, you know, I mean, it's only 45. So growing up, it just wasn't around. It was never talked about. So I just always remember thinking like, I, there's something, I'm so different. I'm just so different. I, it's, I've always felt like I was just different, but the connecting, I think that it was through my realization because I think anyone can be, has the, can obtain the ability to connect with spirit in certain ways. You just have to get there. You have to open yourself up. And I think through starting the way I did reading that book and, you know, my, and then going from that book to going to classes and, and practicing cards, practicing doing all the different things and actually trying to connect. It's, it's like, you know, like you can create these abilities that, or you can open them up, shall I say. You can open, you know, tap into those areas, but, you know. Do you think it's more of like a personal journey? Uh, I know that for me, I, I, you know, my mom used to say to me, um, you know, it's just a part of your imagine. It's okay. Um, but then do you find that as you've grown up, not knowing anything has helped you to learn more? Mm, kind of in a way. I was just, like I said, I just was oblivious to anything like this. I just thought I was really just, I was just weird. <laughs> and I was a little weird, sweet little weird quiet girl. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just really hard to explain what it was like as a child. It's, you know, and I, I really, for the people that are natural born with gifts and stuff like that, that just always fascinates me because I had to work on it. Hey, Jennifer, I, you know, I had to build myself. I had to grow with it. So it's, it's an evolution, I guess, you know? And so it's always fascinated me. People that have known from an early, early age, I was just knew I was weird. That was it. <laughs> I didn't, I connected, I tapped into like, I knew when someone's lying as a child, I knew, when someone wasn't going to come over when they said they would. I knew when someone's intentions were bad. I knew 
when I would say something by looking, just feeling that person's energy and demeanor, I knew what they were thinking and meant, but I didn't understand that. I didn't even like, I didn't wrap my head around it. That's just how I was. And I thought, and that's why I thought I was just so different and weird. And now it's like, yeah, it's such, it's a blessing and a tool. Weird cry girls. Do you know what it's like? Sorry. Uh, it's just, I think it's like, like Diana said there, you've always been, treated differently when when you would have claimed that you had something like that people always sort of look at you differently and it's like you know what why should it be you, you could go out there and could be a world-class ballroom dancer but you wouldn't be looked at differently you know what i mean you could go out there and be a world champion boxer but all people are going to say is you're good at your sport you're not treated no differently so why you know why be treated differently in this I just didn't know what it was. I didn't even have the first inkling that I might connect to energy or spirit. That wasn't even like in my thought process or my world. It was nowhere involved in there. So what are you left with when you don't have any bit of an influence influencing those thoughts to even, you know, create like, hey, maybe this is what's going on. So I was just, yeah, awkward. <laughs> awkward would be the thing to say. Because it's like when it's hard to, you know, growing up with all the influences of being an adolescent and all the pressures of being an adolescent and being accepted and the social environment of schools and how cruel people can be. And then when you know what someone's reactions are to what you're saying or the way you're behaving or whatever, you know what their intent. Intent is very important. When you can tell by, you know, when you can feel that, that just put, makes you even just more like, okay, I'm not going to talk anymore. And, but I didn't understand that. I just, I thought that was a normal thing and that I just wasn't normal. You begin to look at your peers, don't you? And you begin to say, to see how, you know, just how differently they respond to things. Even just sitting in the classroom, you would begin to see how, you know, oddly you would read the room mm -hmm. and they just won't. And you were like, well, how can you not see that? How can you not understand that? So I get that. But my question to you then is, um, what does energy mean to you? So when you are reading energy, what does that mean for you? How do you interpret it? How is it that you, um, you know, how is that energy absorbed by you? Those sorts of things. Like, do you, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Energy to me is like everything is energy. Everything in this whole world, atoms, everything like piece of everything is made up of energy your thought love is energy everything that you you know your thought process that's why you got to be really careful about what you're thinking because it is energy and you put it out in the universe that's why you got to retrain yourself to be positive which i have to do that cycle every few years which i'm due <laughs> to start getting back positive again but energy to me is just and that's why spirit it's just it's an essence almost in a way it's it's hard to even explain it just exists and that's what everything is and we have all this energy vibrating and moving around each other that's why it's you know it's and so when someone's thinking something they're they're submitting that you know about you and their demeanor when you put that together that that's you know that's energy like i can i know what your energy is saying to me you know, so it's just like I've learned to read people's body language without even knowing I'm doing it. I've learned to read people's facial expressions. I've learned the way someone eyeballs turn, you know, like a different direction. You know, so the energy to me get, is just it's a vibe, you know, it's a frequency. The observant side of it. But like for you to interpret that, what is it that you do to read it? I just feel it. 
I'm a feeler. Yeah. Not with my hands, but I, I absorb energy around me all the time. It's just that I'm connected to energy, especially traumatic energy, which is I'm more connected to traumatic energy. I'm more likely to get visited by things that are traumatic. (laughs) But yeah, I, I just feel it. I feel it. And then it's now it's more than just feeling. Once I feel it, I'm seeing it. I can visualize, like, I don't even have to see that apparition. I can see it without even being a full bodied apparition because of the energy projected. Does that make sense? And it's just, yeah, 100. It makes sense to me because I'm the same, but for anybody out there who, who is coming into their gifts or who has never, or doesn't understand what they're going through, um you know for me to be able to ask these questions it's okay for me to give my interpretation but for somebody across the world to give them a different interpretation as well um it's really important for people coming into themselves so that's why i was sort of just getting to that question well it's great questions i i like it you're making me think and i like that (laughs) (laughs) it's something that something that we can all learn from as well exactly thank god for this uh for this community, because I tell you, you meet some great people on it. Like Scotty over there in the chat. What's up, Scotty? Scott C. Wilson. <laughs> I get to meet Scotty finally in October at the Fear Fest Paracon in New Orleans. So that's going to be exciting. I'm going to have to watch my leg, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Fear Fest? What is this? <laughs> what? He's in three. Oh, no, it's actually in September. It's not in October anymore because I wasn't going to be able to go because my trip to Scotland was when they were doing the, the Fear Fest Paracon, but they changed the dates. So that's <laughs> Scott 11. So that was it worked out. So I'll be able to do that and still make my trip to Scotland because that trip to Scotland is it's I, I when I was going through all these changes, it's like I need to go back to where it really all started. Begin. I was passed down. I, I know. Oh, girl, I'm getting the chills all over my body. Like, <laughs> I know that when I was there, what I experienced and what happened to me out of nowhere, I wasn't expecting it because I have, um, I think I'm almost right under 40% Scottish, but being over there, like it was just insane. And when I was in Edinburgh and we were going to do a tour one night um, of the catacombs and all that kind of stuff, that was cool doing the catacombs and everything. Uh, yeah, they're good. So they are. Yeah. But, you know, they were asked if they were any volunteers at the beginning of it. And you got the fog and the cobblestones at night and they're all in period clothing and hell yeah. And so, um, and we had had some scotch, not too much just because, you know, we're on vacation and they asked for a volunteer and I'm like, I I got you. I'm your girl. I'm your girl. And so I get up there and everything they were saying that what they would do to witches is what I had happened to me in my in between. And that was the first time, I had one of those moments in, in my sleep, you know, as I said, I call that place the in-between because what happened the night before we did the tour, we were on staying at the Holiday Inn Express on the World Mile and I went to sleep and I, what would I call a dream, I guess, is I had this like chihuahuas like jumping and like biting my fingers, but they weren't biting with teeth. They were squeezing my fingers so hard that my nails were popping off. And I was just like, what the hell's going on? And then, uh, you know, through the progression of this experience, then I was like, my hands were down towards my feet and I was bent over and I would, people kept pushing me and I couldn't make sense of it. You know, I was, this was the way I was interpreting in the way the message was coming across, but I didn't know that what was going on. And then it's like, it just, the emotion of what I felt, see, I'm getting goosebumps again, was just 
I can't explain the trauma and the heartache that I felt. So, I mean, like when I was, and I know when like it's a dream or not, because I'll usually wake up going like, you know, just, Hey, Facebook user. I usually just wake up gasping, but I woke up so traumatized, even just something that simple, but I felt the emotion of it. I was kicked my heels so hard in the bed. I threw my back up against the headboard and was like, freak it. I felt, I felt like I just went through the worst thing of my life. And then I woke my ex up and he was like, are you okay? And I explained to him everything that I experienced. And then, and I thought it was a dream. So the next night when we're standing there and they asked for a volunteer and I get up there and they said, well, if you had like a mole, freckles, red hair, you know, you were considered a witch. And if you wouldn't admit it, they would put wooden vices on your fingers and squeeze them until your fingernails would pop off. And this is what they told us. But I was looking at my ex and he looked at me and we're just like, what the hell? Because I explained, I explained to him, I was like, they're not biting, they're squeezing, they're, they're putting, it's like my, and my nails are coming off. And that's so cool. Yeah. Well, then they yeah. got to the part where like, and if you still wouldn't admit that you were a witch, they would make you walk this plank with your hands tied to your, your ankles, your wrists to your ankles, and they would push you over. And that's when I was like, I can't, oh, I got the chills going. I was like, I, mm. but that's when oh, I got goosebumps everywhere. So that's, I, I love that experience <laughs> because it meant something to me. I, <clears throat> I know that my ancestors, especially because they were from like, around that area, like I knew that they were speaking to me. I didn't really fully understand that at the, in, at the time, but now that things progressed, but that's when I started having different experiences. So I'm going back in October for eight days. And actually one of the McLeods is going, cause that's one of McLeods and McCoy's um, is going to have an investigation and ask me to join on Halloween night in Sterling where they would do the beheadings and the witch trials and everything. So I'm excited about that. But my purpose was to go back and go, the exact same place at Edinburgh where I, it all kind of began for me in a way for it really started to begin. And I just want to say, thank you. What will you have of me next? Like, you know, so it's more of a pilgrimage to, I want Stop. to, honor, yes, I want to honor the, um, honor that and go back and say, okay, what else can you show me or give me? Because I'm, I'm, I'm ready to progress more. Did you do Mary King's close? Scott. I'm sorry. Did you do Mary King's close? Mary King's close? Yeah. I'm going to say no. I went to the castle. But mm. I... right. If you on the Royal Mile, up near the top of the Royal Mile, because okay. obviously you got, you've got Holyrood Palace at the bottom. Well, up, up near the top of the town, near where the, where the vaults are, there's like a little underground city thing that you can go for a tour in. Yeah, I went through, I went down there, yes. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic down there. Yeah, it, it was. That was just like, and that was like before I was like, did any kind of ghost hunting or anything? Hey, Matt. So it was a really in, unique experience. Like I put myself in a really epic situation, especially from someone from the United States, to be in the World Mile, in the catacombs, doing all that stuff that at the time, like if I was a paranormal investigator then, man, I would have been like, Check out what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I would have, you know, it's kind of epic. It really is to travel across the country and to go do something like that from, you know, your ancestral land and stuff. So, yeah, it, it, but I'm going back. I'm definitely going back and I'm going to just like, I want to see what else they can show me and I want to do it there and, and give my thanks and appreciation. So, see, this is where I want to take Johnny when she comes over. This is like this. I think like oh, healing as well, healing, healing your history as well. 
um and mm. and healing that part within yourself because it's obviously you you know you've obviously reincarnated and and hence your gifts follow you so you know i think that might be a big part of of, of yeah the too. and they i think my ancestors like i mean i really feel like they showed me what happened to them or maybe it was yeah. to me shown and i like it was just in the most weird unique way and like more as i evolve as a person i know that was a message and i'm i'm going back i'm going back and that's eileen talking about camping Oh, I remember like three years ago when they had the worst ice storm in like the United States on the lower half and everybody was like for 10 days iced over and stuck. Well, I took David Childers and Eileen Jones on a camping. <laughs> we had planned it for a few months. We were going. So we were pitching our tent in snow. So, so she gives me a hard time about like taking her like in an ice storm to go camping. But you know what? We had fun, Eileen. You can't take from that. It's always an adventure. Oh, I'm a big oh, camper. Oh, so it is, David. Okay. And you know what? <laughs> Whatever goes, so long as you're going for the right reasons. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good reason to me. <laughs> oh, it was fun, though, because we had a bonfire and they were burning tires. Thanks, David. Like, my lungs appreciated that. We So this girl and I, Chris, we go to get, gather firewood as anywhere as we could. We were looking for it. We come back, they're burning tires. <laughs> uh, breathing that in, I was sick for a week, stuck in ice and in a haunted hotel. Because after I left there, I tried to make it home and I couldn't make it all the way. So I stopped in Jefferson, the Jefferson Hotel. So it wasn't the worst place in the world to be iced in. But I was sick half the time in bed because of breathing that damn toxic tire smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but we had fun. We had bonfires and drinks. So oh, that sounds like a great, a great event. Mine was mine was minus seven. That's about as cold as I've had to go. No, nothing minus seven. No, that was in Australia. You know, oh, so nice. that's yeah. That's that's we don't really get much snow there. Oh, like you're it. talking um, Celsius. Yes. Okay, because I, I was like negative seven camping. Wow, but I'm thinking Fahrenheit, which is whoo. So, because <laughs> freezing is that would be Fahrenheit. Well, freezing would be um, 32 degrees Fahrenheit is considered freezing. So to be negative seven, I was like, wow, you're a trooper. <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt like I was a trooper. I was in the tent. We had a lot of activity. We caught a lot on film that, 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 that week. I like investigating in the cold. I, I did the Dumas brothel up in Butte, Montana. Probably, oh, the, probably the most epically interactive haunted place I've ever experienced and I want to go back but it was so cold it was I think six or seven degrees and it was just as cold outside was it inside as it was outside and man but it was like I had my thermals on and my like big puffy clothes and my suit on and yeah. I love investigating eight, eight layers. <laughs> yeah. see we're I, trying to get we're trying to get Johnny around the world a bit here so Obviously, at some point, she's coming to the UK to investigate with us. But when you go to America, when you go to America, Johnny, look up Shannon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It would be good. It would be good. I'm, I'm heading over. I'm hoping to head over at the end of the year, if not the beginning of next year. But, um, yeah, just we've just got so much that we've got planned. Planning and lining up. The list is growing. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I haven't investigated much this year. I really haven't. Um, I stopped doing the events with Paranormal Exploration of America. It was just too much. The traveling 
and I started a really good job working from home, which turned me into a hermit. But like, I won't go outside my door for like two or three weeks. It's not healthy. So I'm trying to make myself get out. But, you know, I don't investigate as much as I used to. I mean, during COVID, I was investigating one to three locations a week. But I was like, oh, I'm on the road. I'm getting that. Mm. I got unemployment in the. uh, Yeah. So that was fun. But uh, do I? I said you can look someone else up now when you go to America and then you can investigate there and all. Yeah. Yeah, it would be good. It would be good. I'd love to like just go out and you know, there's there's so many paranormal investigation teams that I just have zero interest in, you know, and I think you'll probably understand with what we're talking about backstage, you know, like I just um but yeah, I think I can resonate with you. you. You understand, you know, things on that level, and so yeah, I'm I'm keen to do that. I'm really keen to do that. Yeah, I just want to investigate with small personal groups that are put together, you know, and and just I just don't have. There's, I mean, I might join some public events. No big, no big deal at all. I just don't want to have them anymore. And because the yeah. last couple of ones, I just, I you know, I just sat in the back. You know, it was just I had to make some changes and take a little hiatus for a while and, you know, reassess what is important to me and what my, what did you, what did you bring from that? What, what happened when you went through that? What did you come out with, of, of, with that? With taking the break and pulling back? Yeah. I just, I don't know, because I think you get so caught up in the love and the excitement and the unity, you know, the camaraderie, whatever. And I just got kind of pulled into this world that, you know, when there are negative things that come up in my life, it bothers me internally. It, I really internalize things like that. And so when I would have negative experiences, it would it was ruining what my root core of why I was doing this was, you know, and I took it so personally. So I just had to back out and really realign with what I want to do with my life. What do I want to do with spirit? You know, what is important to me? So that's, you know, I'm, I'm not like, angry at the world I just really had to start getting right with myself and you know what my intentions are and you know what like I said what matters like that's why we took a break from the show Jen and I just have so many other things going on it's not a dead project it's just put it on hold right now you know got a lot of family health issues and you know moving and just a lot of different elements it's like I really you know I've just got to make sure I maintain my core which is my family which is personal, like my job, I have to take care of those things now as well. And friends that I've had for three or four decades that I wasn't as close to that. I kind of pushed on the back burner for a while. I'm re-engaging in those relationships that were always so important to me. So finding balance is, I think is really key to find balance and just not to have too much anger about the way other people are, even though it's frustrating. So I'm learning to just let it be, let it be. Yeah. Yeah. I think it it strengthens you as well. Um, You know, I know for me when I get dragged down or dragged out or pulled back from, um, you know, from certain things and especially my gifts, even, even, even in the moments when you try and shunt yourself away from him, like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm not listening. I'm cutting myself off. You know, (laughs) like, give me a break. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like you do kind of, you, you do end up going through a series of, of, of cocooning. You know, mm-hmm. and we just we need to do that. We need to go through that in order to um to evolve within our gifts. And also learning that, you know, some of the bad decisions I made were 
you know, even though I had the best intent, were partly my fault for letting them happen um, and engaging in uh, scenarios like I did. Um, even though the treatment wasn't right, you know, I, I so I basically what I'm saying is I, I vest my experiences a lot better. I, I analyze and really think about what I'm putting myself, situations I'm putting myself in, think with yeah. both head and heart, you know, it's like, yeah. Cause yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to get caught up in, in, in the hype of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just went through something really bad like year, you know, this last year. And it was just like, Oh, the, the public just discord. It was just like, Oh my gosh, I don't want anything to do with this like for a while. But now it's like, none of that even matters. It's just, I just, I need to trust and love myself more, not, you know, to be more cautious of situations I allow myself to get into. So it, I have, you know, that it's half my fault. Perfectly said, but I think, and also, you know, when you're going through these things, the energy that you are radiating out, um, you know, where do you find that 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 puts you, you know? So I know for me that sometimes when I will go through these stages, so my father just passed away last year um, and I've mourned and gone through all of these processes, you know, and then had COVID and all sorts of stuff and, and like, my health really derailed. And now I'm I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, I'm good now. I'm actually yeah. okay. But my life, because I've been stuck in that headspace for the last year, I can't seem to change forward because I've been stuck in that headspace. How is that? Does that process, you know, happen with you as well? How does that happen for you? How do you find your you internalize and then it comes to fruition? Yeah, even though I've been doing the podcast, like I still have been isolating myself from the, I think the paranormal community for the most part, I really have. I mean, there's no way to say it. I had to have some healing going on. So I'm still um, in the process of stepping back out, but with boundaries and limiting how much of myself I, I put forward, you know, being my true, what I put forward will be my true self, but just you know, like I said, balance, having that balance is so important. So I'm still in the process of, you know, I'm just going to create my experiences instead of being like just thrown into experiences, if that makes any sense. I'm going to get to choose my environment and choose, you know, what I want my experiences to be and put my intent towards that. So I just got to, you know, take a little, I had to take a little break, man. I had me a little breakdown. I'm telling you, I'm like, ah. Oh. Do, do you not find, and I'm going to ask this question to both of you, right? Do you not find that as you evolve in this field, your, your, if you want to call it intuitions also evolve, as in like people you would work with? You know, when, when I first started out, um, any random team came to you and were like, We'll work with it. You're thinking to yourself, yeah, we're going somewhere. Someone wants to work with us. And you'll work with all these different teams. And you'll pick up bad habits or, you know, you'll get a bad name for yourself because you've worked with people who maybe fake stuff or whatever. And, and, you know, but I think as it goes on, people will say, you know, well, we'll work with you. And you'll think to yourself, we'll see. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we're, whereas people will come to you and they'll it's say, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll work with you. And you're like, yeah, all right. And then other ones will come and they'll say the same one will be like, mm, no, no. You can pick, you can start picking and choosing if that makes sense of who you actually want to work with and who you don't. 
I think yeah. evolving for me is, you know, there's people out there who, um, you know, who, who will claim that they're experienced, you know, or, or, you know, they came into their gifts quite late in life and then when you go investigating with them, you kind of realise that it's just a delusional representation of what they want to believe. Yeah. Um, and so then you've strange. got, yeah, and then you've got those who are like, um, you know, just who, who, are, who, who, it's the quiet ones. It's the reserved ones. It's the ones who who was just so petrified about allowing themselves to feel, you know, those are the ones that I'll go out with because those are the ones that I like to um, to help bring themselves out to flourish in their gifts, you know. Um, but it's, you know, evolution in my gifts. I know that I have gone from being, you know, a ghost hunter into evolving into this completely different gift whatsoever you know that that I go bush now a lot of my stuff I'll do in the bush I, I go and I'll sasquatch as you call it um I do all sorts of stuff I, I find all sorts of things in the bush like old old sacred sites and stuff like that um but for me it's evolving it depends on the it, again it does depend on the energy that you can exchange within a team um and nine times out of ten, I I really just can't. I, it's not that I can't. I just find that respecting the authenticity of a team is very hard for me to 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 grasp. It's funny you say that because it it, it you know one of the reasons I quit doing events is because I found like I said I found myself sitting in the back. I'm never going to call someone out. I'm never going to be that nice. that person because I'm not one to judge if someone's authentic or not. It's not my place. But it just got to, there was a, some situations where I'm just, I'm just, I didn't want to be a part of what I was seeing because I didn't, I, I couldn't vibe with it, but I'm yeah, not going exactly to call that. it out, you know? And, and yeah, so I, I see what you're saying. It's like, I'm not like, I don't walk around with like pinging gifts like this, like ching, 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 you know, like and throwing out energy rays and they're reflecting back and spirits whispering in my ear. I don't live like that. It's when they choose to present themselves or show themselves or tell me something or, you know, it's just like the worst thing someone can do is go get in my face and go, can you read me? And I'm like, back up that right there already just canceled any kind of like energy. It's very invasive and it's, it's not the way it works, you know, not for myself. You can't force that interaction. And so like, if I have something to say, or if I see something or whatever, you know, I share it, but it's not like, yeah. I don't walk around like, like this guru of, of ability, yeah. you know, and like, I, yeah. Yeah. I just don't do that. It's just, it happens. It definitely happens. And I'm, I, the biggest thing was learning to trust. And I have a lot of people going, no, I think you're a psychic medium. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm an intuitive empath that have mediumship qualities is what I like to say, you know, because it's just I, I'm not one of those that's gonna sit there and be approached and read someone like Jen can do that. I can't do that. It's invasive to me to be approached. Now I have I have helped people through that process, but it was because what they were going through is always traumatic situations. I was able to help them. I like helping spirit. I like helping spirit versus helping humans a lot of time because they get left in the dark, you know, and they yeah. need healing too. You know, yeah. they energy that energy never goes away it doesn't dissipate it just changes form that's it so yeah yeah no I, 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 I agree with that and it is spirit you know I think um 
Sam, Sam Thomas has, has just said, you know, like it's not up to it's not up to me, it's up to the spirits if they let me. And that is really, really true. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was sort of helping somebody before, like last weekend, and I was like, you know, you need to thank the spirit that's come through because without them, I can't bridge the message to you, you know, and, and if they don't show me, then then I can't help you, you know. So it's it is the spirit, one hundred percent it is the spirit. And if they don't if they don't bring what they want us to the energy if they don't bring us the energy the the visuals the you know they don't talk to us any of the any of the ways in which they can communicate with us um we, there's nothing we can do you know we can pick up energy and read it but it's not always going to be as accurate without them coming to us be an intuitive empath like i i have okay so have you ever set okay shadow figures used to line my walls at night yeah. I mean, I've had to, and then if I go to sleep, then I'm seeing almost like, like if a kid did a drawing and it's a black background with neon lights as the drawings and they're like faces doing all this and I'm, or, you know, if I'm opening a door in that in-between state, that means a tons of spirits are coming in. Like, it's always like <laughs> goosebumps again, if I'm opening a door and people are coming in and I'm welcome. I'm like, okay, you know what you just did? Like you're bringing experience. <laughs> so I put all these boundaries up and like, because I, I have had spirits like, like, yeah, on the show, it shows one time their, you know, translation of it where, you know, I had something negative, like, and yeah, long story, but you ever put your boundaries up so much? You're like, man, I wish that would start happening again. <laughs> like, I, I, I miss it's just like, even though I don't, but I do, it's just like, you know, sometimes you put your boundaries up so much and it's for protection, but I do miss, cause I had to like tell the shadow figures, let me sleep. Like you just stay at line in the walls, like all the way around the room all the time. And I'm like, I need to work in the morning. Like, let me fucking, sorry. Let me freaking sleep. <laughs> And, you know, and then it's like, you can talk to me in the morning. My sleep is important. You're not allowed to do this anymore. And it just kind of stopped. And sometimes I miss that. Not in the moment when it's happening, but then like, as you know, when you have an experience, it's always like, Ooh. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know, but they, I think a lot of the time the spirit has to have the trust with you. And obviously mm -hmm. you have the trust with the spirit because it might sound strange to people thinking, you know, well, it's just you talking to a dead person, but there's still that trust there. That spirit won't give you the information you want if they don't have that trust with you and vice versa. So it still does work a lot of the way like it did when they were alive. Howard, you're a mess. <laughs> Sorry, it's just so distracting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, oh, what is Howard saying today? <laughs> <laughs> Howard's my brother. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I, I sometimes, and it's, yeah, it's, I'll go through times when things get really quiet for a while. And all I have to say is, man, I really miss that. And boom, something starts happening again. You know, it's just, and I try to tell people just, you know, like houses don't have to have someone that died there. They could, you know, like spirit is literally everywhere everywhere like you don't have to go to a haunted location it's just what we do because it's a vested place that we want to have the experiences at but you don't have to go to like haunted locations to connect with energy to connect with spirit it is everywhere mm -hmm. just yeah. sometimes when you try to have those interactions you got to be careful and i learned do not do that at your house don't do it don't do it where you live like 
like yeah. you know that saying don't poop where you eat or something like that <laughs> like don't <laughs> investigate your own home man because it, it it i had a world of craziness happen at a house i lived in and that's why i was on that show a ghost ruined my life it was i had an insane experiences and I almost just moved into another house that I know was active. And I'm like, that might've been a really bad situation that I would have put myself into of just, because some things you can't fix, you know? And that's why I had to move out of that one house is some things are just out of your hands. You need to back up and, and go away. So I folded, you know, on the show, it shows I was only there for like nine months or something. No, I was there for um, two years, like 23 months, 23 and a half months. And it just got to the, that's what drove me so deep into the paranormal field even more is because I was trying to figure it out. But what I should have done is just move the hell out of there. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. Next, that was moving on to. Next was, do you want to uh, tell the people who haven't actually seen that show what your episode was actually about, what actually happened? Okay, so on A Ghost Story in My Life, it's Eli Roth presented it on Travel Channel and Discovery Plus. Um, it was a series premiere, season one, episode one. I look horrible in that thing. I was just, <laughs> I was still talking about like, I can't believe even my daughter was like, mom, they did you wrong. You look horrible. But anyways, it was about a house that I lived in. I was subleasing this home from someone. They called me up and was like, look, me and my girlfriend want to move in together, but this is a four bedroom house for a thousand dollars a month. You know, maybe you can just move in, pretend to be roommates and you just kind of take over the lease and the landlord just think we're roommates, even though I won't live there anymore. And so, okay. Well, right after I moved in, um, uh, this person's brother had committed suicide, not at the location like they showed on the show, but that's when things got crazy because, you know, the person I was subleasing from had lived there for like five years and his brother was just there. And it, I mean, it just, oh gosh. And I knew there was a little lady there. I've picked that up right when I was there and she was like, this is mine. She did it all on her own. I described what she looked like to the landlord one day, actually. And he was like, yeah, that's, that was what she looked like. Cause I sensed the pride she had is I did this on my own. This was mine. And it was like a little ranch style house and by the lake. Not, it wasn't like the house they had on the show. My gosh, I wish I would have dealt with bad energy if they live in that house. But I don't know. It was just, it kind of opened up a portal of just negative stuff happening. And the more I tried to figure it out, the worse it got. I, I, I fed it energy. You know, I was a lot less, I was a little bit more novice back then. So like I was feeding it, you know, just my curiosity, my, you know, acknowledging it um, with the fear levels of things that I had happened. Like I'm laying in bed one night and I could see my, then he was two, you know, was he two, maybe one and a half, two years old. His bedroom was catty cornered from me you know, down the hall. I could see his door and in the kitchen, I had the Vena hood light on. So there's a little bit of hall, you know, translating down the hallway, a little bit of light translate, you know, yeah. down the hallway. And I see just billowing shadow figures walking out of his room, which is where the portal was, walking out of his room and going into the, the kitchen. But someone would stop in front of my door and just stare at me. That was my first experience with shadow figures. And I'm just like, like, <laughs> I was horrified. I mean, and then I would see like, there was like, you know, like a sparkler for Fourth of like celebrations that yeah. like, they came out pretty quick, the, the, a fraction of a second what those sparks look like is what I was seeing coming out in the blue and amber colors coming out of that room. And I was just like, and so I called someone and like, oh, this is going on. And they're like, well, ask them what they want. And, you know, try to cross them over. And I was like, I am not sitting down all these like 30 spirits. I mean, I was like, I mean, anxiety big time because like I said, it wasn't just seeing them. I was feeling this emotion. And that's what's it's like, the, it, it isn't always just seeing or having these experiences of how it makes you feel. 
you know, and I was just like, I was whew, yeah, out of my little boy's room. And that's where, and I, but the, in my little boy's room, that's where I saw the brother that had killed himself. He was sitting on the bed in my son's room, staring out the window. And when I walked in, I was just like, oh, I got goosebumps like crazy. Stay where you're at. You don't need to come visit because I'm talking about you, please. But um, I saw him there, you know, it was just, and so that to be in my son's room and then things just got, just started, something opened up. And it was like, the way I felt like it, I feel like it was like a, like a central station for things to get to where they're going to go, like a stopping point. Does that make yeah. sense? And it was really weird living in that house because you never knew what kind of energy. I was laying on my stomach one time and I felt these, and my leg was like hanging off the bed from like my knee, below my knee down. And I was just about to fall asleep and I felt two wiry hands, like, long fingers grab my ankle and pull. And I'm like, and then things that were seen at the house and other people witnessed it. It wasn't like, you know, 90% of the things that happened, other people were there. I got thrown out of a chair. Like it was crazy stuff. And I was scared to death. It was during COVID. I had nowhere to go. So it was, you know, and my ex flew by night when we separated my son's dad, we separated three months before our lease was up. And he, I left cause I wasn't going to be in that environment anymore. Well, he flew by night on the last month, so it ruined my rental history. So it was hard for me to rent a place. So I had to kind of stay where I was at. And then the lockdown, trying to figure everything out. So I felt I felt trapped in that house. I really, really, really did. So I've lived in a house quite similar. Um, we were there for four and a half years, um, but had similar things. And the people that moved in after us lasted nine months. And then and then the rumors started that I would walk through walls and. And I am, um, I was a witch and all sorts of stuff. And I used to do all sorts of lovely things in the house. And, but it wasn't, it was just there. And, and, you know, being a magnet for them, that the, the stuff was just off tap. But my, you know, I'd hold birthday parties for the kids and they would have, you know, you'd, you'd get the, the kids come running up the stairs. Oh, I've just seen this and I've just seen that. And one of them described, they saw a man, they looked out the bedroom window and on the neighbor's house, a man was standing there with a decapitated head in his hand. And these guys are like six years old, seven years old. And you're kind of like, probably not the thing that they would imagine at that age, you know. <laughs> Pretty sure yeah. they might have seen that. They actually believe them what they're saying, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like... You don't see that, right? <laughs> it's like, well, my yeah, son, yeah. literally, I pulled up in the driveway and there's this app, what's it called? Marco Polo, where you can video chat each other and, you know, just send videos to each other back and forth. And I was driving back to the house. My roommate was watching my son while I went to the store or whatever I was doing. And I was sitting in the driveway for a while talking, doing this video. And I looked up and I see a little boy on my front porch wearing like a swim top and swim shorts, a little Hispanic boy, about two or three years old. And I'm just like, I gotta let you go. I, 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 um, I know what I just seen. And then all of a sudden he was just gone. He had his hands on this red porch chair that I had and he was just gone. And I'm like, what in the world? So I reached out to goosebumps again, damn it. I go inside and I'm talking to someone on the phone about what was going on. I think was it Beth Allen? I can't remember who I was talking to, but I'm sitting there and then my son, my son is in the living room playing and he's spinning in circles and like throwing toys in the air and laughing. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? He's interacting with that little boy. But then what got weird is he looked at me because my son, you know, I left his dad when I was two months pregnant. He has no idea what he had no idea what the word daddy even meant. 
And he just looked at me. He goes, where's, where's mommy and daddy? And I'm like, yeah. So it's like, mm. <laughs> I got, yeah. I'm telling you, I've gotten goosebumps like crazy tonight or today. It's not night to you. It he'll is. Grow, he'll grow to channel then. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. He's like, we'll go to the waffle house and have breakfast. And he was like, why is that man crawling on the ceiling? He came in the bathroom one time at my mom's place. We were upstairs and he opens the door and I'm like, hello, I'm in the bathroom. He's like, why are the people from the other side of the mirror at the front door and who's buried under this building? And he was oh. like really forward. I'm like going, no, this is the how he talks. And I don't talk shop around him. I don't talk yeah. about all this stuff around him. So yes, Howard, I'm definitely, I'm going to be at Fear Fest. I was telling that earlier that I'm going to be a speaker there and it's going to be a really good time. So I'm really excited. <laughs> what are the dates again, dear? Because I know it's not October. Yeah, yeah. So get your tickets while they last. Get them, get them. Oh, man. I still got such a long day ahead. I took off uh, Monday and Tuesday from work because my dad's having surgery and I'm going to get some packing done as well. And, you know, I, guys, then send out some good vibes for my parents if you can. Having a lot of bad health issues. And it's like my, there we my are. It's on the screen. There you go. That's Thinking perfect. on that note too, I just want to say good luck with all of that. It's you're you're on quite a quite a big journey, you know, for yourself and for your family. And um, you know, going through these is never easy. Um, and so I just want to send out my you know my well wishes and and hope everything goes well. And if you need someone to talk to, by all means, just contact me. I'm I'm good for things like that. Well, um, I believe you, me, she is. I was I was a, a sniveling wreck a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I, I just had to cancel a pod or uh, a, a speaking appearance at a, po um, a podcast at the uh, 2023 West Tex Paracon, and they were good friends of mine. But I just had so much going on, like with my car wasn't working properly, my dad having surgery, and it's coming up on the 12th, and I'm like. I, I, the hardest thing I had to do was message them and tell them like, I just can't right now. Cause I'm in the middle of moving and I felt awful about it, completely awful about it. But it was just because like my dad takes care of my mom, but he's the one that's going to be having this organ removed and all kinds of crazy stuff. So, so yeah, I'm not going to go too deep into that, but yeah, any good vibes are welcome. Cause I got to get them and tip -top absolutely. Shape. And you'll get them all from us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, it's like anything in the, in this, in this community again you know i mean people people reach out for each other where it doesn't happen anywhere else that i've i haven't witnessed anywhere else anyway you know what i mean and you don't go on telling sob stories to get people saying you know oh god love you and all but you you you, you tell your story because you resonate with someone else and before you know it you then become good friends with that person and that person's helping you through yeah and then you go from from that to then someone else with the with similar kind of of problems going on and it just it just sort of spreads out through you get a lot more a lot more uh friends and stuff in in this community than you do anywhere else in my opinion it's just like Thank a healing and compassion isn't it like and that's that's really you you're in a world of em empathic people yeah the people understand it as well <laughs> The people can yeah. actually resonate where you're coming from. They understand where you're coming from because yeah, on a different level. Yeah. Their journey into the paranormal, they've been through similar anyway. 
like my family, they don't get me like all my relatives and stuff. They're not mean to me or anything, but they just don't. I'm different than them completely. I'm more, besides I'm more like my dad in Florida. And I've, you know, I got my spirit from him. I got, you know, a lot of who I am from him. So I don't, I've never really lined up with my family from here. If I didn't look like him, I'd swear I was adopted, but like just who I am as a person is just so completely opposite. I'm not talking about the paranormal field, just in general. It's so opposite of them. So it's always just like awkward vibe. It's still love. There's still love there and appreciation for each other, but it's just, there's a disconnect and that's, that's hard, you know? So I think I was always like that until I found, until I found my people um, and they do begin to present when, I don't know, for, for whatever reason, the universe felt I was ready, but um, they do begin to present. And when you do, you know, that sisterhood starts and, you know, I've got them around the world. And, and for me, that's really important because I've, I've needed that. I grew up with all boys, you know, lots of siblings, lots of male mates. I was one of the boys, um, you know, because I couldn't resonate with, with too many people. But when you, um, but when you do, when you do find them, you know, you, you do learn to appreciate yourself more because I learned to then adapt to actually feeling like I was accepted in, you know, in these social groups. So, um, yeah, I find that if, when, when the time's right, when the time's right, mm-hmm. you know, it will come, it will come. And you've probably already got your selected few, no doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Like, yeah, I, I definitely have my tribe. It's just... I'm learning more of who my tribe really is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and it's really yeah. hard to resonate with that, you know, like, it's, and, and, and to accept yourself in that environment, you know, because you've been, so, I, I know for me, like I'm 47, I spent so many years, so many years rejecting people, you yeah. know, and, and we've, we've, we're all like that. We're all like that because we just can't trust people, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mark, I'm out of uh, Fort Worth, Texas. But I'm really out of anywhere because I'm I'm quick to travel. Gypsy in us, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, we're doing a retreat up in Colorado this weekend. I'll be there. Let me book my flight <laughs> if I'm able to financially do it. I'll like <clears throat> spontaneous. You know, it's like it's like I was saying earlier, just before you know, like I was you know people who threw all these times, you know I started talking to Johnny and uh, Diana, who's in the chat. And instantly I started feeling better because it was someone to talk to. And then I contacted you about coming on the podcast. And when I explained, obviously, what was going on and stuff, and if you, you you were like, I've got your back. If you need a chat, just call. And I was like, you don't, you know, I have people on the street I live on that wouldn't say that. And they seen a hundred and odd people outside my house and a funeral car leaving on the day that she was buried. I'm not one to turn around and say, oh, yeah, if you need a chat, come in for a cup of tea or something like that. But yet people online from the other side of the world are willing to give you their time. I think it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. Feel the love. Feel the love. I mean, we'll we'll learn that I'm a complete fucking idiot. But, I mean, until then, (laughs) just make your own mind up. (laughs) So, Shannon, where are you going from here? Uh, to pack. No, I was kidding. <laughs> Get ready for my yeah, yeah. Um, where I'm going from here, I'm definitely, like I said, I got to make that little pilgrimage back to Scotland um, in October. I'm doing the uh, Paracon at the end of September. 
and beginning of October with uh, the Fear Fest with Howard Petrie and the gang. Uh, with, um, let's see. Um, put the podcast on hold for a while. Definitely going to start it back up. It's just there's just other things that really mattered more at the moment. So I, I don't know. I just wanted I want to start doing a lot more. Just going to sit in a graveyard by myself or with one other person at night, you know, or in the daytime and just really not making a big production of some of the connecting with spirits as, as we tend to do sometimes, because, some you know, I want to really start channeling and honing that back in a little tighter. And so I can really evolve. You're ready to evolve. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to evolve and I'm really ready to focus on what the real true intent of what, why I love this, why I love doing what I do. You know, I, I want to really make that a priority. So I, I do want to do a lot of just, smaller stuff and you know and then I love doing podcasts with people because I meet cool people like you like your money bestie you know I just love communicating and getting to know people you know especially because you know people can it's just a better way to get to know someone's by actually having a conversation with them mm. and so I love doing those even though I put mine on hold I'll, I'll do the podcast they're fun I enjoy them so mm. It is. And it's good to point. It's good to point people in the same direction, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, you've obviously got uh, a, you know a heap of stuff lined up, enough to keep your nose still in the game, grounding yourself, re, re, you know, allowing yourself to go through that cocoon moment with your family, and then to come back out, you know, with all new, new, new energies and new intentions and new strengths. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Best of luck with all of that from from all the way from over here in New Zealand. <laughs> oh, I want to go to New Zealand so bad. I was going to ask where exactly you're from. Ugh, New Zealand is beautiful. I definitely want to go. It's on my list. There in Romania, I have a friend in oh, Romania that uh, it was actually a tattoo artist in Scotland. I got that in Scotland, and he was from Romania. And I became really good. It was in 2014, but I became really good friends with him and his girlfriend. And then they had a baby, and they got married, and they had a baby. So throughout the years, and they're like. Anytime you go to Romania, you can have her flat in the mountains for free. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Let's do so it. When it. So when are you going to Romania? <laughs> I was going to go. Like, I was literally planning a trip because I took my daughter to a really amazing trip, and it was my son's turn. They're adults now with kids, but I was going to take my son right before COVID hit. I was planning out a trip to go to Romania, and I was going to take him, and then, of course, COVID stopped that. But timing is important, so I'll go when I'm supposed to. Better. Road trip. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm always down. I'm like, like, where are you stationed or stationed out of? Where where's home? And I'm like, everywhere. <laughs> like everywhere. It's <laughs> like, why haven't you bought a house? Because I don't think that's a good idea. Because I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, yeah, my foundation is in Texas, but I don't see this being my forever home. I, I don't. I would, I would move to Scotland in a heartbeat, but it's not that easy, you know? So. You can make uh, it easy. Everything's possible. Slow down a little bit here. You don't need to be that drastic. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Scotland's lovely. Well, I've been to I've been to England too. I loved it as well. It was just my experiences all happened in Scotland, so that's why I want to go back there and so and then watch it. Like man, hearing bagpipes, just something just live like lights up in me. I don't know what it is. I just love it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it does make the hairs in the back of your neck stand, mm -hmm. especially if they're playing them properly. You get some of them standing <laughs> in the street corner, and you're like, 
what the fuck is that? Yeah, the bagpipes <laughs> and the cello. I love to hear the cello. I can just sit there and <laughs> listen to that and sip a glass of wine or water or whatever. But just I love the cello. It mesmerizes me the same way that the bagpipes do. Yeah, definitely. So you will come on again sometime, Shannon. Yeah, absolutely. And when I kick things back up again, it's it might be a while, but you know, it's not a dead project. Yeah, that's fine. AJ didn't get a chance to speak to you either, so and he'll wanna he'll wanna speak to you. And uh Yeah, how rude. we'll have a lot more questions and you and you two will be speaking a lot more as well in between then, so you'll know each other a little better. <laughs> but thank you very much, Shannon, for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it, and uh, I know that uh, Johnny enjoyed herself, didn't you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, yeah, and it's and it's really good to to hear the perception of, of other people with their gifts. And, you know, like I tend to kind of knuckle right down to the heart and guts of things, as you realised. And, you know, um, and to be able to help other people, it's not just something that I can say to somebody. Um, it's hearing it from from another, you know, true medium. And that's and it's really important because there are a lot of, new, you know, especially with the world and the children that are being born now and the new gifts that are coming out and, you know, for them to understand themselves as we never had that chance to. Um, mm -hmm. And we've had to learn within ourselves, um, you know, and had to go through the process. I know for me, I wouldn't know a lot of stuff about metaphysics or, or um, you know, quantum physics or parapsychology, all that sort of stuff, you know. Like I wouldn't know anything if I didn't want to know about myself because nobody else seems to understand what I was going through, so I had to learn. Right. And, uh, and by doing so, you, I evolved and my gifts evolved and, you know, again, the levelling up process. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, which I think by the sounds of it is where you're at yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, for, for people listening and watching, um, you know, it's really important because without people like us, they're sitting in limbo still. Yeah. You no. Know? Mm -hmm. So thanks for your insight because Absolutely. it was really valuable. Well, likewise. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Absolutely. <clears throat> and we'll uh, we'll do this again sometime. Absolutely. It was fun. It was fun. No problem. <laughs> but again, thank you, Shannon, for coming on. And do you want to just give a do you want to just share any of your stuff out that you're doing or do you want to just leave it on hold for um, now or you can go on my website, uh, paranormalexplorationsofamerica.com. I know it's long, but that way you couldn't mistake it and get it wrong. Or you can get me on Facebook. Send me a, If you send me a friend request, I'll happily accept it. Just send me a message. Let me know you're sending them because I don't accept them like I used to. I deleted like 3,700 people like about six months ago. And I'm like, I want to know the people that I'm communicating with every day. But I will absolutely accept it. Um, you know, the, the show, The Calling, The Forgotten Files. He said it's just put on hold. We were almost done with season two, 13 episodes in each season. Or we're halfway through. But just put it on a little hold for a while. But so, yeah, I'm definitely going to be around still. I'm just going to be a little different. But you can like definitely get a hold of me if you want to talk, become friends. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm not too mean. Yeah. So. <laughs> no problem at all. Well, like like I say, I appreciate you uh, with everything that you're that you're going through. I can resonate with that. And all I can say is, 
you know, I'm here for a chat if you need it. Johnny's here. I'm sure AJ's the same. And just, you know, I mean, you've we know, we know what you're going through. So likewise, you got you're going yeah. through a lot too. So yeah. Yeah, reach out, reach reach out any of us at all and Ditto. But yeah. we we will uh keep in touch with you anyway. Have you anything you want to say, Johnny, before she goes? Oh no, just I'm I'm love it, love it, love it. It's been really good, really good getting to know you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, so thanks for having me co-host. Yeah. Thanks. I told you that. We're building bridges, <laughs> making connections. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be co-hosting more as well. I know, I know. But hey, Mark, yeah. if you type in Shannon and then put my middle initial M, Shannon M period, R-O-G-E-R-S, then it's a lot easier to find because there are a lot of Shannon Rogers out there. But yeah, you put the M in the, in the middle of it and it's a lot easier to find me. <laughs> yeah, that Shannon M. Not Rogers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just want right, to like, so, thank everybody for watching and their inputs yeah. and their and their funny jokes. <laughs> <laughs> We've been entertained. <laughs> uh, so again, we'll we'll see you on here again soon, Shannon. We'll we'll stay in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. Of us absolutely. And uh, good luck with everything that you have coming up. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you again pretty soon. All right. Awesome. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was a great show. It was good. That was fun. You enjoy it. it. Amazing. Yeah. 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 So you're, you, you, you did a great job and you're, you're there to, to help out whenever, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whenever, whenever you want to come on, or if AJ can't come on, or if I can't get on, oh, I'm happy to do it. Like I said, with work permits, I'm I'm good to go. Which you know, nine times. And Diana time. says it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Miss you, Diana. We've got to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> and and miss you, Diana. We've got to catch up. <laughs> She'd just be sitting there just going, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she'd be like, oh, God, an idiot. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll right, so what I will do before we go is, again, just want to shout out uh, Global Ghost Hunt. Check it out. Uh, go on Talking With The Source. You'll see all our back episodes on there, and there's a lot more to come, a lot more really good people to come. Check out paracryptos as well uh, and you'll see a lot of Johnny stuff on there and you'll also see her back on here as well so uh, it's goodbye from me and it's a farewell from me and we'll see you all again pretty soon bye everyone bye <laughs>